The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. For the Knapsack File Studios in Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars. I'm Ken Knapsack, your host. For this weekly monologue of Star Wars-ness here on a Force Friday weekend. Do you have Force Friday hangover? Are you buried in your Force Friday toys that you raced out and bought? Maybe. I'm not. I didn't participate in Force Friday. Let's get that out of the way right now. I'm going to sound like a grumpy grandpa. I can understand that. I'm not here to take away any of your joy for participating in Fourth Friday. I, though, uh, have made a decision in my life a long time ago to not participate in forced retail moments and events. Most notably, Black Friday. Uh, After working in uh, the mall business for 17 years, being a director of public safety for 12 years... Black Friday took me away from my family, took me away from my holidays that everyone else gets to enjoy. Uh, and it got worse and worse over the years to the point it went from, uh, I, can't, uh, I can't stay late because i got to wake up early, to, nope, I can't even have a Thanksgiving because I have to go into work at 5 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I last Black Friday worked 31 straight hours. So, Fourth Friday, nope, wasn't going to participate in it. I just don't agree with those type of retail things. The lining up at midnight, great for you, bad for the people. Um, And yes, some people have to say, well, hey, at least you have a job. Yep, don't care about your thoughts on that. You don't need Black Friday. You don't need Force Friday. You don't need a wait in line at midnight. Let people have normal lives. But, like I said, I'm not here to take away your joy of Force Friday. The toys look awesome. The Funko Pops look amazing. I do think I'm going to get my hands on a, on a Finn in First Order Stormtrooper gear. Uh, a Funko Pop soon. Going to do a bit of a toy trade, toy exchange with Mark Donica over at Jedi Alliance. And all the figures look great. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to get all these Star Wars toys. Uh, I'm going to order Star Wars Aftermath. I have not done that yet. I do not have that book. Some of you have uh, tweeted me asking what I think about uh, the, 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 the for, uh, Star Wars Aftermath yet. I uh, haven't read it, not going to read it for a while. I don't host Jedi Alliance anymore, so I don't feel I have to keep up uh, as much on the weekly Star Wars news. Um, I'm just going to do that on my own pace. I heard some good things about the book, and I heard some not bad things, but question mark things about the book. But I'm definitely going to read it. Uh, the Star Wars comics have been going along great. I love the Lando series. Learning a lot about Lobot. Are you reading the Lando comic book series by Marvel? You should. I think it's one of the better ones they put out. It's certainly one of the more entertaining ones, just it's kind of got Lando's personality infused all the way through it. But back to Force Friday again. I, I do want to hear your stories. I'm glad you guys went out and experienced it, that you waited in line, with, with, formed a little Star Wars brotherhood, a Star Wars sisterhood, a Star Wars fellowship. A Star Wars community is definitely there, and you're feeling it. Again, great time to be a Star Wars fan. These toys look great, especially that $150 price-to-go BB-8 remote control toy that seems to be very tiny, but you can control it by your iPhone. That looks awesome. You know, the moment we all first saw that droid skittling across the screen on that first teaser, we didn't know his name yet. 
uh, or her name or its name. You know, it could be a female droid. Who, you know, let's not let's not assume that BB-8's a dude there, huh? Um, but the moment we learned his name and then the personality, and it just seemed to fit. Then he found out. We all found out it was practical. And I think we all fell in love with the droid a little bit more when we were like, oh, this is a real thing. It's not just a, a, a CGI ball droid running around the desert floor. BB-8 is popular. He's got to be one of the more popular characters in the Star Wars universe right now. And that toy looks awesome. We all knew that, hey, they're going to have a toy, this guy. And sure they do, and they did not disappoint. Looks great. At $150, though, I'm going to go ahead and not purchase that at this point in time. I'd like to eat this week. Uh, take myself out to some nice classy 7-Eleven dinners like I do on most Friday nights. Um, because what better way to celebrate uh, being a Star Wars fan than alone at a 7-Eleven parking lot not going to Force Friday. But you guys celebrate it, and I, we, I do want to hear. So you know the drill. Next week we can discuss it um, uh, at Catnapsock on Twitter and then hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Spell it out. Spotlight Star Wars. Not Spotlight SW. Spotlight Star Wars, and we can have a conversation about your experiences on Force Friday. And I did it in 1999. All of you, if you've listened to the show, you kind of know that story. I I was in line at midnight in the spring of 1999 to buy the Phantom Menace figures. I had a Chancellor Valorum and a Royal Naboo Guard and a Captain Panaka. And then we all know what happened after that. So I kind of wasn't going to do that again. Though it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, use that hashtag, we can talk during the week. It seems as though most of the toys I'm seeing released figure-wise and vehicle-wise uh, not counting the Legos, which have some tertiary characters in those sets that I've seen, but it seems like the figures, it's the main ones. It's it's Poe, Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, BB-8. I, I'm not seeing a lot of other things. Captain Phasma, I believe, uh, we got some figures there too. Uh, the Pops might have the First Order uh, Stormtroopers, but I, I'm not seeing, definitely not seeing Luke, Leia, Han. They're keeping that stuff behind. I think there's a Chewbacca with a little bit older fur, Funko Pop, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct there. But that one, we, you know, Chewbacca's not going to look too different unless he's all gray, which they are, we already know he has, they haven't gone that route. It seems to me, though, versus the Phantom Menace time period, uh, that this time around, they're just concentrating on a batch. So, to me, that's good, because I was a little worried about toy spoilers. Hearing the voices of the characters, I have not heard those voices. Seems stupid to say. It's a little thing. I don't consider it a major spoiler, but I just didn't want... I don't want to hear Kylo Ren until I get, get in the theater. I, I, Boyega, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not shocked. I've heard the actor speak, but I, don't, I just don't want to hear what he's saying. Uh, Captain Phasma, I don't want to hear what she's saying. I, I, I want to go in the theater as fresh as I can be, um, but it's not quite like Qui-Gon's funeral on the soundtrack. So uh, I'm happy with that, and I read, correct me if I'm wrong again, gee, if this show was live, we'd have a lot of answers and uh, questions and, and answers here, but we got to wait a week when I hey, read your hashtags. But I believe the soundtrack for Force Awakens is not going to come out until the, the, the movies in theaters, which uh, was good. That means there's probably some spoiler stuff on there. Uh, maybe some funeral songs. Eee, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So I'm glad that's going to come out late. So I haven't heard Kylo Ren. JTE from Schmoes, No, and Screen Junkies. Uh told me while we were uh, on the way to work uh, at our job over at Screen Junkies, uh, JT told me he did hear the Kylo Ren voice. And he agrees that some of the dialogue was a little spoilery in terms of Lisa created some context for some moments and um, that he didn't like the voice. So there again, I just didn't want to know. If I cut him off at that point, I didn't want to know anything else. I don't want to hear if you like it or disappointed with the voice. 
that's 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 an opinion that 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 forms a little bit more of the movies uh, of of the movie in my mind, and I don't I don't want that. See again, I'm I've become a crazy old man. This is what I I'm alone in my room talking into the microphone about how I don't want to hear Kylo Ren's voice in September for a movie released in December. I think I'm going crazy. I think so. Speaking of crazy, Anthony Daniels in the news this week, C3PO himself. Articles came out uh, last couple of days saying that uh, C-3PO a little ticked off at Disney, Abrams, Lucasfilm, saying the secrecy surrounding Force Awakens was just ludicrous and it was too much to bear and, and how he doesn't like it. And and I didn't want to read the, the, the articles because I thought, well, maybe there's going to be some spoilers in the article. Uh, but I finally did today. Just wanted to take a look. And you know what? I, back off C-3PO here a little bit. I actually understand what he's saying. He's not so much saying that he's uh, that he thinks he can should be able to spoil plots. He, he in fact, uh, uses the example of it's like Christmas morning and we're going to open up this gift in December and I'm not going to... Sp- Boil you that gift. I'm not going to tell you what I got you. I get it. He goes, but the the, the length that they went to to kind of hide things. He talked about getting the script of The Force Awakens, and it was printed in black on a certain red uh, hue of paper, which means you can't really photocopy it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then he had, and I remember he'd put some uh, tweets out. Uh, during the filming of Force Awakens, saying, "Hey, just met so and so who play who's in the Force Awakens, an actor," and Disney made him take the tweet down. And I get it. I, I get Disney's point of view, and we all know about Abrams' mystery box, secrecy kind of approach to filmmaking. Um, but I I got to side a little bit on Disney and Abrams', Abrams side there because I'm so anti spoiler crazy right now. I think there's also a, a spoiler backlash in the world because social media has just made things too available. Information is too at the ready, and TV shows get spoiled. And 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 it's a tough, it's a weird pop culture time because it's like, can I talk about Game of Thrones yet? Did you did you watch? Oh, you haven't watched season one yet. I have to wait. I can't spoil it for you. Spoilers growing up. Spoilers were not a, a, a word. That was in the lexicon. Uh, I didn't hear that till the last couple of years. It just started floating around, and now it's big, and I agree. I don't want spoilers. So I agree with Disney, Lucasfilm, Abrams. They have to sh- clamp things down a little bit. They have to shut it down and not get that stuff out there. But what Daniels is saying is he can't even – he's not saying, hey, here's what happens in Force Awakens to C-3PO. Here's what happens to Luke. Here's what happens to Han. He's saying, hey, met so-and-so. So happy to work with him. And take that tweet down. I get it. I get it. You want to have fun making that. You want to have an, a, a good experience making that. So uh, Daniels is not as uh, old, cranky, crazy as I am, definitely. And the articles, I think, are a little bit misleading. But that's, again, the problem with the Internet age. Clickbait titles. Um, C-3PO is just saying something that I understand as performer. Hey, I, I just would like to talk about some things. I'm not going to give away the big prize. Um, but uh, clamp it down. Clamp it down. December 18th is around the corner and uh i haven't decided where i'm gonna see the movie yet i haven't decided how i'm gonna see the movie yet how are you gonna see the movie waiting in line for a movie is it the same as force friday a little bit in my mind a little bit in my mind it's a created retail event but movies slightly different the movie thing is you get in line, you go in the theater, and you have some fun. You're around friends and, and people you don't even know. You form an immediate community, and you, you scream and shout. And a long time ago in a galaxy far away, it pops up on the screen, and, and you're all going to go, woo, and it's going to be fun. Um, I experienced that with Phantom Menace, too. Um, 
So it's a little different than me than lining up and fighting over toys in an aisle at Target. But I haven't decided how I'm, how I'm going to see the movie. I think I'm going to get some press screenings. I'm definitely, though, wanting to see it with the general public. So I don't know where I'm going to go. How are you guys approaching it? Are you guys going to camp out? Anyone out there going to camp out? Be curious to see. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Join that conversation. Tell me if you're going to get a line tent and wait out and how long you're going to have to do it. I don't know. I think our faith will be rewarded in this one a lot more than The Phantom Menace. So a line tent is not as a risky endeavor as it was in the spring of 1999, uh, if we had known, looking back in time. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to some uh, Spotlight Star Wars hashtags. And, um, you know, it was a little bit of a quiet week. Um, and uh, Jared Mariama says... Uh, at J. Mariama, he says, Worried Aftermath may give away too much info for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Will Ken Napsuck be reading it? Like I said, I will read it at my own pace. But I've seen other people pose that question. Is Will reading Aftermath? Will it set too much up for The Force Awakens? That's a good question. It's a fair question, Jared. I don't think so. Um, those who have started reading it, chime in. I think... I think it's too close to the events of Return of the Jedi to maybe spoil what's going on in The Force Awakens, but it's going to set up some stuff and give us some context. Whether or not you want that context, that goes even to reading the Marvel Star Wars comics right now or watching Rebels. They're definitely setting up some things. They're setting up a world. It's a connected universe, much like Marvel uh, superhero pictures. So does reading the Star Wars comics or reading Aftermath ruin things for Force Awakens? No. You know, it's the same thing with the Battlefront, the the Battle of Jakku. I'm going to get that downloadable pack because I kind of want to see what happened on Jakku before the movie starts. Um, Again, it's a fine line. I get it. You could poke holes in my logic saying, how does listening to Kylo Ren's voice count as a spoiler, uh, yet playing the Battle of Jakku on Star Wars Battlefront doesn't spoil Force Awakens for you? Um, You're right. Like I said, I'm a crazy old man at this point. I don't know. It's just I take it by a case-by-case basis. I don't think, though, with Aftermath, Jared, that they'll connect too much of it directly to The Force Awakens because, really, the general movie-going public is not going to be standing in line to buy toys for these movies. The general... There's going to be a lot of people. A lot of people did, but... Uh, still, most of the people that are going to see The Force Awakens are not the fanatics going to be standing in line. They're not the ones going to be reading all the books and comics coming out. So I think Force Awakens has to stand on its own a bit. And Aftermath probably has some things that set up things, but I don't think you're going to see some spoilers. I, 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 I'll read some spoilers. Um, I'm just now worried that Aftermath isn't going to be what everyone wants it to be. Just some of those... Uh, some of those tweets I'm, I'm I'm seeing, it's got me a little concerned. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to definitely dive on in. Um, Chris Whitehead says, "No spoilers here, but Hasbro Fourth Friday catalog has some interesting Y-wing items you may be interested in." Wow, I gotta check those out. Maybe I should have been in line. Love me the Y-wing. We are still Team Y-wing. That's a carryover from Jedi Alliance. It is the workhorse of the Rebel fleet. I hadn't thought about this. But is there going to be an updated Y-Wing in The Force Awakens? Oh, my gosh. I had not really stopped to think about that. Could I get a new Y-Wing to fall in love with? I mean, we got some new X-Wings. We're going to have... You'd think it's the workhorse of the Rebel fleet. 
So now it's the resistance. The resistance is going to need a workhorse starfighter. Why not update that Y-wing? Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Is that maybe Chris? Is that what you're talking about? Are there some new Y-wings in 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 the Force Friday catalog that are for the new movie? Oh my gosh, I'm excited again. I'm excited about the possibility of a new Y-wing. Crazy old man, Hannah Francis. Hannah Francis at the Hannah Badger says, Spotlight Star Wars, Bothan Spies and Rogue One, question mark. As far as I know, we have no canonical image of Bothans. If you could, would you redesign them? And I researched that a bit, Hannah. That's a great question. Thanks for listening. Thanks for that question, Hannah. I got out the Ultimate Star Wars Encyclopedia that I picked up over at Star Wars Celebration. If you have not grabbed the book, order it on Amazon or go to your bookstore if there's still a bookstore around you and get it. It's awesome. The Ultimate Star Wars. It is the canon encyclopedia. I have the Sansweet non-canon encyclopedias now. The images of the Bothans are in that. You can find images of the Bothans online, but Hannah's right. If you go to the Ultimate Star Wars Encyclopedia, which I heard Pablo Hidalgo and Leland Chi themselves say to a panel that I was sitting fourth row back, that this Ultimate Star Wars Encyclopedia was designed to capture all things canon. So when I saw Hannah's question, the first thing I did, I pulled out that book, went to the index, Looked for the word Bothan, found Bothan Spies, turned to all three pages that it was listed in. Page 144, page 224, and page 309 for those keeping track at home. And they are only mentioned. The Bothan Spies are only mentioned. There's no image. There's no character section. They're only mentioned. Now, if you go to the Internet machine and you look up, uh, type in Bothan Spies on the old Google image search... If you haven't already, Bothans are kind of, uh, how would you describe them? They're like a little bit of a humanoid lion mixed with a camel, mixed with a werewolf. I never, uh, I've been familiar with the image for years. But I remember once you kind of found out what the Bothans were, because we heard it in 1983, many Bothans died to bring us this information. Um... When you finally kind of heard them described, and I think the first time I remember really getting a feel what a Bothan looked like was in Timothy Zahn's *Heir to the Empire*. They were described in there. There was a character that was a um, that was a Bothan, but uh, I I've never been happy with the design. It is it is too Chronicles of Narnia. Is that the way to describe it? A humanoid lion kind of thing. I never really bought into it. So, I'm kind of excited. So, Hannah's question of, if you could, would you redesign Bothans in the canon? I would. I would be okay with this. Maybe you take the design they got now and kind of tweak it. Maybe, um... Maybe you do that. Maybe you you don't want to piss off your Star Wars expanded fan base too much. And maybe you want to keep it somewhat, but I would want to, I look, I don't want them just to be humans. Uh, I wouldn't want that, but um, just the walking, talking lion, werewolf thing, I could, I could do without that. Now, Alan Tudyk is in Rogue One as a character that is uh, performance capture based. So could he be a Bothan? I am going to predict yes. 
Now, the Bothans, of course, we're not, as far as we know, in canon, involved in the stealing of the Death Star plans for the first, first Death Star. They, of course, were part of the second Death Star plan stealing. But, eh, like I've said before in Jedi Alliance, it's, maybe it's just what the Bothans do and do well. They're good at stealing spies, uh, spy plans. They're, they're good at, uh, they're good at uh, sneaking about. They got a little bit of that going on in their skill set. So uh, I would not be surprised if uh, a Bothan was in Rogue One and had something to do with it, that Alan Tudyk uh, is doing that as a performance capture character. I don't like to normally predict things, but um, I'm slightly predicting that. I'm going out on a limb, all right? Is that all right? Can I do that? Is that what you want here? Bothans in Rogue One. I am so looking forward to Rogue One. So looking forward to Rogue One. It is, uh, it's just interesting to me. Force Awakens is going to be amazing. But Rogue One, I was looking at that cast picture again, Felicity Jones and, and, the, and the whole gang there. Just looks like a, a magnificent seven Western war picture set in the Star Wars universe. And, and again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Do we need Jedi? Do we need lightsabers? Lightsabers, we talked about it last week. Do we need Darth Vader in Rogue One? Do we need Tarkin? And on any level, whether they bring back uh, Peter Cushing in CGI form or not, all that stuff, is, I'm open to either direction. But I just love looking at that picture of Rogue One. And it's just... I don't think it's going to be overly gritty. It's a it's a Star Wars picture. It's Disney. It's Lucasfilm. I don't think it's going to be, you know, blood and guts type of gritty. But it, I, I'm speechless. I'm so excited for Rogue One. That's what you've just listened to, folks. A man behind a microphone trying to explain his love for a movie, not even in production yet, and he's rendered speechless. Looking forward to Rogue One. Looking forward to getting some of those Star Wars toys. I will get them eventually. I apologize if I came off as too grumpy up top. Arr, I'm grumpy grandpa, but I hope you guys got all the Force Friday toys you wanted. I hope you got the books you wanted to read, the comics you wanted to read. I hope you got the remote control BB-8. If any of you out there listening did get your hands on a remote control BB-8, do me a favor. This is the only thing I ever want tweeted to me. Don't tweet me spoiler links. Don't. Tweet me leaked photos from the set. Don't tweet me dialogue that you heard from a figure. But you know what you can do? Is take a video of your little BB-8 remote control figure and run it around your carpet or your kitchen or wherever you want to do, or on the sidewalk, make it race your dog. I don't care. And tweet me that video. I want to see this BB-8 toy in action. It's the thing we, right from the get-go, we're like, ah, look at that droid. They're going to make a toy of it. They did. It looks awesome. Price point's a little high for little Kenny right now, but uh, if you bought it, I want to see some video. and Send it to me on Twitter, at KenNapsock, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. That is our episode for this week. I've got to get on and get to getting, but it has been fun once again. Uh, sharing our Star Wars joy, our Star Wars trepidations, and our thoughts on Bothans with you here today on Spotlight Star Wars. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at KenNapsuck and hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to send me a question. And uh, keep listening to the Napsuck Files podcast feed as I uh, try to negotiate the murky waters of balancing my new high-pressurized day job uh, with uh, my uh, broadcasting here at home. 
Uh, I'm still trying to find the balance of life. Uh, love my gig over at Screen Junkies, but uh, it's hard. It's pressurized. A lot going on. So when I come home, I don't want to turn on the microphone. I kind of just want to sit there and veg out like um, some sort of Ewok hanging out in the trees eating human meat. Hmm. Those are vicious little creatures, aren't they? Until next time, I'm Ken Apsock. See ya on Spotlight Star Wars. May that force thing sometimes kind of remain around.